Welcome to The Favorites, the podcast from the Action Network. I am Chad Millman. I am going to be joined by professional better Simon Hunter to talk about the week three NFL games, to talk about our standing in the DraftKings Pro Football Pick'em National Championship. Don't forget we went 5-0 and in the first week, but oh no, oh my freaking God no. The tragedy, the extraordinary agony that is betting the NFL. Simon, you're listening. We'll introduce you in a second. You'll appreciate this because as we text on Sunday mornings about our games, I'm sitting with my 13-year-old trying to give him a betting education as every proper young teenage boy should get. So we're talking about all of our picks. We're talking about the overs and the unders and the sides and whatever. And uh then we, what, we sit down and we watch Red Zone for like, you know, 10 hours. And then we watch the Sunday night game. And in between that, we're watching the Lakers-Nuggets game. And we are like having the greatest sports-watching day ever. Except we watch the Jets in garbage time sneak out another over for the second week in a row. The Jets are 2-0. and They are undefeated in ruining people's unders this season. We watch Leonard Fournette, when the Bucs are trying to run out the clock, score a touchdown to extend the, the, the Patriots, the Buccaneers lead. So the, pay, the Panthers don't cover their eight and a half. And then at night, we watch the, the Patriots when we had them plus three and a half in the contest uh, stall out at the one yard line. So Simon Hunter, after going five and zero in the DraftKings Pro Football Pick'em contest last week, we went two and three. Oh my God! Were you sick to your stomach? Hey, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sucked, man. Uh, it was one of those two where it's funny. Like my my other boss, he never really hits me up after like our shows or like what I post stuff on Twitter. He rarely will come in, and I posted our picks. And he immediately texted me and said, you should be fired for that Chiefs pick. And I wrote back, I know, going against all everything I, I know and go, taking the Chiefs here. And he goes, 96% of the money is on the Chiefs minus eight and a half. Vegas is undefeated. That's all he said back. And that kind of kind of got me nervous going into the, the, the Wumpkin games. I was like, man, he's already calling his shot for this four o'clock game. And I think we were one and one. We got the back door. I mean, the Eagles one was brutal because it was 20, I think it was 2019 and Carson was driving. He threw a pick, yeah. a pick in the end zone. And that was the end of that one. Let's we remind got the people back- what we had. Let's remind him. We had, we had the Eagles plus one and a half. We had the Dolphins plus five and a half. We had the Chiefs minus eight and a half. I think we had um, the Cardinals minus six and a half. And then we had the Patriots plus three and a half. So, yeah, Eagles was heartbreaking. Dolphins yeah. was lucky. Well, that's when you played the numbers, baby. That was just that number, was, that number was too big. Um, and then the Cardinals, when that was like, I think I gave it out, that, that was my favorite bet last week. That was a no sweat. I mean, the minute that game started and Kyler was running around, you go, okay, this is, this is what we expect from the Cardinals. But then as soon as I saw that Tyrod Taylor was out, I, I was just floored. Because I love Herbert. I gave it out to our loyal listeners on Twitter um, about a month ago that I liked him for Rookie of the Year as a good sleeper at a plus 1,900. And when he came in, 
Chiefs have no tape on this kid. They they literally are running a. It wasn't that much difference in offense, but he was he would take actual deep shots where Taylor would just throw it deep and hope for a pass interference. Where this kid was taking deep shots and putting it right on the money. So I was sweating that Chiefs game, and I gave out to. Uh, so I did one of my big bets of the year, like one of yeah. my four big bets, and so I gave it out to our listener. And it is one of those where you you gotta you gotta have big balls because I'm I literally tell my clients you're putting your whole balance on this bet. You're going for a double up. So it was the Browns money line, San Fran's money line, and the Chiefs money line. So not only did I feel wait, terrible wait, wait, for wait, you, wait, wait, wait. Explain to people a little bit, like so people know earlier this summer when you came on the podcast with me, we do a, a phrase that pays and we give away a prize. And and uh, just so people know, like we are doing another phrase that pays this week. Every week Simon is joining the podcast. Every week we are doing a phrase that pays. Um, and so this week, last week, the phrase that pays was Simon says, let's go undefeated. As a reminder, you go review the podcast, use the phrase, Simon says, let's bounce back. And if we like it and randomly choose it, you will win a free Action Network hoodie. We will announce last week's winner who used Simon says, let's go undefeated um, at the end of the show. But one of the prizes we had done earlier in the year was you would give away like one of your three or four biggest bets of the year to a listener. And so this, this was one of your biggest bets of the year already. We're in week two and you're already feeling confident on that. Right. And it's just, I, I'm, it's more that I'm playing the numbers. It's like when I put into my system, like the Browns, the Chiefs and San Fran's money lines, it only kicked back that I had a 90% chance of failing. And so I'm getting plus 129 odds. So for my clients, they like that. That's a plus number. And when I give them a double up, no questions. They all just play blindly because they know that even if this one doesn't hit, the next two will. That's just how I've like built up my reputation. So yeah, I sent this one out. And of course, they say nothing. I give it to the Twitter guy. And I could tell he was just like, Ugh, the Browns, like money line. And I know there's a bunch of injuries. So he was kind of a little hesitant about it. But um you know, they rolled. That was an easy no sweat. San Fran, easy no sweat. And that Chiefs one I had given up. I had done the classic turn the phone off because I was just knew I was going to get destroyed. Just because, like, the fact that Bob, like, my boss, hit me up in the morning about being an idiot, about taking the Chiefs. I knew he was just waiting. He was waiting for the Chargers to win because that was such a trap game that I stepped right into. And sure enough, Patrick Mahomes saved, saved, my, saved my bankroll and uh, my client's bankroll with that. Just com- unbelievable comeback to tie that up and take comeback. OT. Unbelievable comeback. But it also, it, it did sort of recalibrate, I think, and we'll talk a little bit about this. Like, the Chiefs can be vulnerable at times in ways that the Ravens appear to not be vulnerable at times. Um, and there seems to be less volatility with the Ravens, and especially as their defense is getting better and I say that only because, like, those are the class of the league, right? Like, there's no real competition in the NFC. It's not as top-heavy as sort of the consistency that we've seen the last two seasons from the Chiefs and the Ravens. Forgetting about the Packers for a second, I'm not that sold on them yet. But so the, the Ravens, to me, are already sort of separating themselves a little bit from the Chiefs. Um, and, yeah, that was just uh, – that was – totally crushing. Anthony Lynn, Chris Rabon, one of our analysts who you know and like, 
who is also the co-host of the Action Network NFL podcast, which is blowing up, by the way. If people are not listening to that as well as this, then they should be. Go download, go subscribe, go rate and review. Um, he basically says Anthony Lynn is an automatic fade. Like he played that game as if he just wants to be a mediocre coach focused on a little bit better than a 500 record. And the fact that he's saying Tarod Taylor will play again is more indication of that. The fact he didn't go for it on fourth and one is more of an indication of that, not going for it on fourth and one in overtime. What's your take on sort of the Chargers as a team and Anthony Lynn as a better? I, I think they got – not. I'm not going to say they got lucky in that game, but I think the Chiefs did sleepwalk. You, you're just watching that first half. Everything looked out of sorts. They didn't look like they really were there for a win. And he, he, he's going to get a lot of flack, Anthony Lynn, um, for those statements, but that's just coach talk. That's just – he's just acting – he's just going to back – his quote unquote starting quarterback and Taylor and he's going to treat the rookie like he has to earn that position. But I, everything I saw that kid earned it. I mean, he, he looked better than Taylor has his entire career in his first start. So to me, I think it's a no brainer. I think they're going to keep playing him, but we'll see. He seems like he might be staunched in and he's going to really start <laughs> Taylor again. And I don't know if I, I want to, I don't want to go too hard about that punt on fourth and one. I think he was trying to play a little bit too much of a chess match, thinking that he could get another stop here with his defense and you get the ball back, which thinking against Mahomes is, is losing thinking. I, I don't know why he was thinking that way, but I, I'm with Chris. I, I got to knock him on that. That's a game that if they would have stole that one, they would have been one-on-one right now. I mean, uh, two and oh, that, that's a game changing scenario for the entire season. So really I do is. think that he, he, he failed his team in that spot completely failed his team in that spot. And it's disappointing. I actually like him like as a personality, you know, you get to know these guys watching hard knocks. Me too. He just seems like a guy that I want to root for. And I want to be able to coach that team for a long time and to get a lot of opportunities to win. And um, I, I root for the chargers as an underdog team in that LA market, you know, playing in that stadium as sort of the second, the, the Clippers of that, of that stadium. <laughs> But Jesus Christ, Simon, we got to bounce back. So the good news is we're still seven and three. We're still like in the money in the DraftKings Pro Football uh, National Pick'em National Championship. But we got to make some moves, man. We need to find some winners. It's true, and I'm heartbroken that you took that Jets under when I was nice and nice enough to send you two easy overs and that Dallas over and the Green Bay over. But you like unders. You live for unders, Chad. I don't know why you punish yourself. I'm not the sharpest knife in the drawer. I don't know what to tell you, Simon. Like I, <laughs> I, it's like I just – sometimes I just make bad decisions. I, yeah, I, Vegas, just, they're, they're off on these lines kind of early here because they're just like all of us. They're, I'm in the same way with my system right now. Is I, I, I'm trying to learn as I go here with COVID lines. You can see these no fans. I definitely think it's having sluggish effects on some teams where they're not coming out hard. They're starting slow. Uh, these overs have been really cashing. I mean, these defenses have not been tackling. So it's been kind of funny here to start the year. Vegas is still catching up with everything that's going on with COVID. I will listen. If you see some overs as we go through this list and you feel strongly about them, you know, certainly tell our users, don't feel obligated to uh, tell our listeners, don't feel obligated to stick to the sides. Let's start with Thursday night. We're calling this our back in the money week. We got Jaguars hosting the Dolphins, Jaguars three-point favorites. They showed so well this past week. Um, as did the Dolphins, like both of these teams are just play hard teams. I think, I, I feel like the line is perfect on this one. Yeah. The classic minus two, two and a half minus three, just for a home team on Thursday night. 
And what we were just like you just said, I, I love about both these teams is they don't care what the score is. They just keep fighting. They don't care what they're supposed to be, how bad they're supposed to be. And no, everyone knows I'm one of the biggest Jag fans out there. I, I got plenty of money on their over five and a half. I mean, five and four and a half for the season win totals. And I do, I do think a lot of people are going to roll the Jags here like a no-brainer home team on a Thursday night. And I'm with them. I like taking bad teams. But it does make me a little nervous where the Dolphins are 0-2. And we'll talk about it a lot in this upcoming podcast. Statistically, 0-2 teams straight up, 0-2 teams against ATS against the spread, they do good in week three. I think it's like 62 or 63% at a cover rate. So this is one of those where I'm going to roll Jacksonville because I like the bad team at home, but I don't feel confident enough to put it in our, in our picks. Definitely not, and I kind of like Miami. I actually think I trust Ryan Fitzpatrick more than I trust Gardner Minshew. Fitz magic. Fitz magic. Fitz magic. But more importantly, they do have a starting. I, their best starting corner is out Miami, I believe. Oh, that, that so that's when Diggs, Diggs went off. He, that's when they switched in a rookie. That's when Diggs, I think, went for one one hundred or one forty against this rookie. So it is right. that is something we'll keep an eye on. Forget my analysis. Then let's move on. Let's transition to the early games. We've got the Steelers minus three and a half getting about 71% of the bets, 85% of the money, still early. Um, that's the DraftKings number, three and a half. This, yeah. feels, this feels to me like the Steelers. And it's, it's one of those where it's a hold your nose kind of bet. All the numbers, everything you read, it's going to say how Houston's terrible, the O-line's terrible. Pittsburgh has arguably the best D-line of football. They're healthy. But I took this number of five and a half on Sunday night with Houston, looking at they just played the Chiefs, who you just said you think is one of the best teams on football, and then the Ravens, who you just said you think is one of the best teams on football. So we're not going to get lower value than you are right now in the Houston. Everyone's going to be off Houston. Houston has looked terrible. They've just been abused two games in a row. Didn't cover, didn't win straight up. So it's back to that number I told you about. They have a 62% chance of covering this. So that's one of those where if you're going to bet this game, you got to take Texas and trust the numbers that Houston is going to cover that number. Ugh. I know. Ugh. Don't tell me that. Do not, do not tell me that I've got to bet on Houston. I've, I've assiduously avoided Houston this year. And you know what? Other than this past weekend, so in the first weekend – I felt great. Like I didn't have any of that Texas heart, Texans heartbreak where like <laughs> I'm miserable watching a team underperform. So don't give me this bullshit. Uh, I know. I'm just trying to steer the fans right. This is, this is a trap. You got, you got to go Texans here. All right. Do we like them enough to be in the, in the contest? Um, it might be a little too sharp. I'll put it on the side for now. could be All too right. sharp we'll for a, us. It's a question mark for us. Yeah. Um, uh, next game, Titans. Vikings, Vikings plus two and a half at home against the Titans, dude. You know what I'm going to say here. Come on. I know. And I know what I'm going to say is that this is one of those positions where you're supposed to take Minnesota at home. Yeah. But there's no fans. So that's what's really throwing me for a loop here goes – this is such an auto easy play in a normal season with fans at home. 
But without it, it the Titans should steamroll these guys. They're at every position. They're better. I even think Tannehill is a better quarterback than Kirk right now. I, I think that something's wrong in Minnesota. Like we were talking last week, they're using these first four weeks as a preseason kind of for their defense, and their defense actually didn't play terrible against the Colts. Their offense was terrible. I, yeah. I couldn't believe how bad Kirk was. So it makes me nervous that it's, again, that situation of an 0-2 team, 0-2 against the spread, and we want to go against them. So that's the only thing that gives me really big pause here with the Titans. All right, then we're taking it out because I kind of feel like this is the spot for the Vikings. And what we've seen with the Titans two weeks in a row is not really being able to put away bad teams. Exactly. You know, and, and, and I don't and, know and, what that is a function of um, against the Broncos and against the against the Jaguars. Um, so I don't think we can, in good conscience, keep this team on our list. And, no, and, and can't you play and I Titans. And you and I are split. We are. I mean, I know you like the Titans, but you and I are split. All right, this next one. Oh my God. Bears, Falcons, uh, th- Falcons at Atlanta are three-and-a-half-point favorites. What the freak? What the – dude, dude, that Cowboys game was ridiculous. But it proved every single thing we've been saying about the Falcons, Dan Quinn, Matt Ryan. They are a sugar rush of a franchise. They are – a team that will have no relevance generations from now. You will think about Matt Ryan and Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones, and they will be thought of as less than the Dan Fouts era chargers. <laughs> yeah. I think people are going to remember them for fantasy. That's what, that's what Atlanta is. They're a fantasy gold mine. Other than that. Yeah, this is uh this is going to be one of these games where everyone's going to come in on Atlanta after last week. Bears haven't looked good. Atlanta looked like they were right there. And it's just like you just said, that was, didn't you give out live Cowboys money line? I did. And I gave it out early. So it was people, like, they were, missing, down, they were down 20, nothing. And I said, I said, now look, I said, look, the Cowboys are plus four twenty live. You have to take this. And it turns out I should have waited until the middle of the fourth quarter. It, even even that, like I did it, I think I saw it about 20 minutes after you posted it. And I, I got Dallas, I think, plus 550. I only, like, I only threw a grand on it, but I was like, I like this angle. As soon as that fourth quarter started, I go, that bet's dead. There is no mathematical way they come back and cover that number. I saw uh, our good friend Darren tweeted out, someone put like 35K or something like that live on Atlanta when maybe like a three grand or a grand. And that lost. Yeah. lost. So people don't bet that way. Don't, don't, don't play it that scared. That, that's crazy. All right, let's back up for a second. It was plus 550. You threw a grand on it. So you won like 5,500 bucks on that game. Yeah, but I mean, I told you, man, that, the amount of money I had on that Browns, San Fran, Chiefs game, I, I'd, be, I'd be dead. I might be dead uh, after that <laughs> one because I, I was literally like so confident, like, I just sent out to like all the, all the people. And I was just like, like I showed my own tickets. I was like, I probably had around a hundred K not even joking on like that game. And I was just all in. Cause I was just, there's no way. So I think someone tweeted out there was, a, it was like over a seven figure swing in on books from that uh, Chiefs getting that field goal, like on teasers and stuff like that. 
I joked that's probably half from my clients because they were just all in too. Like no one was really, I gave out other bets. No one tallied these other bets. They're all just on the one big bet. So yeah, man, right, I, so I was you, okay, happy to win so that five grand, but. It's great. You won that five grand. I'm super excited for you. But if you have that much money riding on that kind of bet, like, are you done for the year? Like you're playing from such a positive at this point. Uh, not really, because honestly, I probably won almost that much week one because I couldn't miss week one, especially with like the I like giving out two team money lines. That's like my favorite thing to give out. So I just like any favor you can think of. I like stacking them. So if I felt really good last week about Pittsburgh's money line, Green Bay's money line, I'll stack those and maybe I'll throw in the Chiefs or I'll throw in Baltimore and other things with that. So week one, none of those missed all of those money lines because I wasn't on um, the Colts money line. Like a lot of people were. I was on the Jags money line. So when you have, when I had a week one like that, that's what I'm telling my clients is I say, take everything we won week one, because you're not affecting your original bankroll for the season and just put all of it on this one big bet. That's the reason I took an early big bet like that. It was just because I'm in a good mode. I'm seeing the game pretty good. Obviously I shit the bet here. We went two and three last week, but uh, for the most part, I've been pretty spot on with like these money lines and things like that, where last week was a fluke week where, it was what, 15 and, uh, or no, 14 and two favorites money lines. So I got yeah. lucky on that one. Yeah, you shit the bed on the five games that mattered, and you did great on all your big money bets. Nice job. Nice job, Simon Hunter. Hey, still top 40 in the week two. That's it. All right. I'll We're take in the that. money. We're still meanwhile, in the money. Meanwhile, are we skipping the Bears Falcons? Like, are we just not including it? It's up to you. I love the Bears. I'm hoping this number keeps growing because maybe the public will come in with all the other sharp money and just keep betting the land up. Because the land up, they're taking what I just told you, the statistic. They're 0-2 straight up, and they're 1-1 right now in the spread. So a lot of people like this Falcons. Where I, I like the value on the Bears. I think the Bears' defense can actually get stops, where I don't have any faith in the Falcons' defense to get stops. Well, I got to tell you, I kind of like the Bears on this side too. All right, let's put them in for now. All right. Uh, the injury-riddled San Francisco 49ers visiting the uh, break-your-heart New York Giants. This, look, even at four-and-a-half, the, the Giants are four-and-a-half-point underdogs here. Even at four-and-a-half, um, there's no way. And, and right now, the Giants getting, you know, a preponderance of the money, about 65% of the money coming in on the Giants and 65% of the tickets. So what this is telling you is that wise guys like the Giants right now I'm not betting Danny Dimes um, because in two games now, I have seen him uh, put the Giants in a position to both win and lose. And he's just not going to be a guy that like you can count on to make the right decisions in the moments when you need the right decision to be made for your bet. It's just to me, he is a no bet on quarterback until he gets his turnovers under control. Right. Everything you said there is right. I think maybe the sharp money came in early because they were all banking on Nick Mullins making that start because he was horrible against the Jets. If the Jets could actually stop a running back, they, that might have been a close game they could cover. But they were giving up like 50-yard carries on third and 20. They're, the Jets are just horrible. So I'm with them on the Giants here early because that's the value. If, Nick, if it is Jimmy's going to be out, Nick is out. I know another first rounder, I think Solomon Thomas is out. St. Brand's banged up, and they're, they're probably having nightmares about this turf field that they just played on, and now they're about to play again at MetLife. So I like that number. We can wait. I know you don't want to play it in, so we probably won't put it in. 
But if it comes Sunday and they got Nick Mullins, it'll be hard not to put the Giants in at four and a half. That's just good value against a backup quarterback that's terrible. All right, listen, here's what we're going to do. We're going to do exactly what you just said. We're going to wait um, because I don't want sort of my biases and what I've seen to dictate like making the wrong choice against the math just because I'm going to be miserable on Sunday having to watch this team. Uh, right. If we think it's the right side on Sunday, it's going to be the right side. And I'm not going to do anything to change that. Um, so let's keep them in there as like a maybe for now. Yeah, this is one of the few games I, I was able to work on this morning. And if like, we got Nick Mullins in this, this line should be minus two, minus two and a half, same frame. So we're getting good value there if it is him on the Giants. So, yeah, we'll just hold off on that one. All right. Uh, the Las Vegas Raiders coming off a big win last night against Drew Brees, who really looked like he couldn't throw the ball downfield and was hobbling like my Zadie. Uh, five and a half on the road against the New England Patriots who completely broke our heart. Simon, they were down 31-23 with five minutes left, or 35-23 with five minutes left. It's one of the first times in my life I just turned it off. I'm like, you know what? There's, there's no – I cannot see the math in which they get an opportunity to even cover this game. So I went to bed and did not realize until the morning how heartbreaking it was and how, much I'm, how happy I was that I just didn't do it that I didn't stay up to watch this game and be heartbroken. That was horrible. And it was one of those I was trying to go to bed too, but I just kept picking up my phone and throwing on like the Iowa Ever Sports app and watching the game. And sure enough, Cam just kept making – like they got a good stop, the Patriots. They got the ball back. Cam had a great drive. Gets down to the one. And I don't hate the play call. They took it – they did Cam from a shotgun. But when you have a guy like that, I don't, I don't get why he just didn't go up to the line and just try to jump it or anything like that. It was just weird. Uh, Adams really just – he was a game changer for the Seahawks in that game. There was a couple of times where you could really feel his effect on the Seahawks, that he is just the highest of talent of safety, and he's a game changer in that game. So this week, it's an easy pick where you got a team that just went on the road, the Patriots lost coming home against a team that just blew out, a team they shouldn't have blown out, coming all the way up north, feeling good on a short week. I love this number. I got it at seven and a half. So I think the Raiders, the, the public's going to be betting them. People who live in Vegas should be betting them because this feels like a high number, especially after seeing their offense look so good against New Orleans. But I'm going to back the Patriots here. Wow, you feel that good about it. I do. I just feel like it's a great, great spot where we're, we're going to be getting value on the Patriots just because they – people should be buying them. They played the Seahawks really well for – I would say three quarters of that game. They had, a, they had a good quarter there in the second quarter where they just didn't – they were just letting Russ do whatever he want. And, I mean, he – Russell Wilson is next level. We're, we, he only won by five points. Their car is nowhere near the talent Russell Wilson is. I think this secondary will have a much better game here against the Raiders than they did against Seattle. So, Russell Wilson and Jamal Adams, that was the kind of game where <clears throat> you wanted to have bought – stock in in Russell Wilson as the MVP before that game because right. it, that is a sort of season narrative setting game and broadcast where Chris Raybon had written about this last week like letting Russ cook right and how dominant he is and how how all those old tropes about what you think you need to be a championship team 
he completely decimates because of the way he plays, like, you know, the, the value of a good offensive line, things like that, because he's such a game changer, he can do things so differently. So all of a sudden, and the one thing he noted was the fact he's never gotten an MVP vote. And Chris Collinsworth talked about this in the broadcast. Like he said he voted for him one year, but he sent his ballot in late. So it didn't count. And now all of a sudden, like the narrative is going to be, wait a second, Russell Wilson never got an MVP vote. So right now I'm telling you right now, MVP for the NFL is coming down to Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray. That's what I'm saying. I think what's going to hurt them is the fact that they're in that division where there is no easy outs. There's, once late in the season, they're all playing each other. We'll, we'll really get a good read on this. But if things keep going the way they are, it's going to be tough not to give it to Lamar again, just because that team is humming, like you said. And it's been two years now they're humming. So say Lamar is able to go 14-2 and two again, and Russ has a great year, at least 12-4, and four, they're, probably going to give it to, they're probably going to give it to him again. So I'm still with you that I do love Russell, but I'm still on Lamar for MVP train. Matt Mitchell, uh, producer Matt Mitchell, can you do me a favor while we're doing this podcast? Look up the odds for Kyler Murray to win the MVP and the Cardinals to win the NFC West. Because I'm going to counter your narrative here, Simon, and say that whoever's, whichever quarterback wins the NFC West will win the NFL MVP this year. Love it. You got it. Matt Mitchell's (laughs) going to look that up. All right. So Patriots – Strong love for the Patriots. I could get behind that. Uh, Eagles, five and a half uh, at home against the Bengals. Good God, this is a train wreck of a team, Simon Hunter, in your backyard. Uh, Carson Wentz, like you mentioned, threw that pick when they really had a chance to, like, they were playing well. And they had a chance to, to do some damage there and never got it back after Carson Wentz threw that pick in the end zone. And watching that game, Carson just looked scared. He had a couple of times where he could have stepped up, got a first down by running it, or he could have stepped up, hit a guy deep, but he's panicking. He's doing short tosses. He's not really letting the game come to him like the year like – it's about two years ago now, the year he should have won MVP that he tore his ACL. So I can't touch this game. If, if you need me to pick a side, I'm going to lean – Philadelphia, just because of the statistic I gave you that they're 0-2 straight up, they're 0-2 against the spread. And it's still a rookie quarterback coming on the road to play a a veteran defense for the most part. So I'll back the Eagles here, but I I would not at all uh, put them in in our picks. By the way, the money is coming in on the Eagles. Uh, The bets, the public is backing the Joe Burrow-led Cincinnati Bengals probably because they loved watching him throw 60 passes and sneak in the back door, another disgusting loss. Uh, while we won it in our survivor pool, in our joint DraftKings survivor pool, um, a really heartbreaking loss for the Browns uh, in terms of being, what was it? I think they were, I think it was six, five and a half or six. Yeah. One by five. Brutal. And it was funny. Uh, we started with 550,000 at Survivor Pool. We're already down to 70,000. Oh, my God. Two weeks in, 70,000. Crazy. Unbelievable. Washington football team visiting said Cleveland Browns. Uh, Browns are a touchdown favorite. This kind of makes sense to me. Like, it, it, it's almost like 
you know there's that transitive property, right? So the Washington football team plays the Eagles in week one. Then the Eagles blow up against the Rams in week two. The, mm-hmm. the, the Washington football team just looks terrible in their week two game. Like, it turns out the Washington football team is bad, but the Eagles are really bad. So the number of a touchdown kind of makes sense to me against a Browns team that uh, performed admirably against the Bengals, an equally bad team. And different books have this up to seven and a half now uh, with Washington. So when I look at this football team, obviously there's their strength of the whole team is that D-line. And that's why I like Kyler so much last week. Because he can expose a D-line like that because he's so quick. He can get around that stuff. Well, we got Baker, who's a first-read quarterback that stands back there like a statue for the most part. He doesn't scramble much. I do like this number a lot with Washington. The, the only thing that's giving me hesitation, it's just their back-to-back road game. So, seven and a half, that's really enticing because the Browns, they're not a team that can hold on to these leads. They, Burrow looked incredible against them passing because they're really banged up right now, the Browns in the secondary. So I'm big here on Washington, but I get it. They're so ugly, we don't have to put them in. Well, dude, you're the professional. Like, th- this, this is part of the game, is we're not supposed to bring a public mindset to these things, because it's, it's people like me that would say, I'm not betting the Giants. I'm not betting Washington. Like, being a professional better means you got to bet the teams that you got to hold your nose on, because that's where the value is going to be. It's so, true. If it's you're telling true. me Washington is like, according to your models, what, where do you have this game? I get it at six. So I got pretty much, we're getting, if it goes up seven and a half, we're going to point and a half of value. That's why I do really like Washington here because it's, people are buying in on the Browns again. They're buying high and no one wants to back Washington after they just got dominated by what we were just talked about. Maybe the MVP of the league, Kyler Murray. So I do like this Washington number here. We can put it in. All right, let's put it in. Let's put it in. We're putting it in. So ugly. So ugly. Bills, two and a half against the Rams in Buffalo. Dropping. Money coming in. And I'm going to back the Bills here. Uh, The Rams are going to get the hype because they've looked really good two weeks in a row. Let's go over who they just beat. They beat the Cowboys who have a horrible defense, apparently. And then they beat the Eagles, who might be one of the worst teams on football. And it's tough with the Bills. I know they've just played back-to-back divisional games against two of the worst teams in their division. And Josh Allen has moments where he looks really great. He can get outside. He can throw on the just on a rope right on time to the digs and look great. But there's other times where he just misses guys wide open there at 10 free in front of him. And he, he does stupid things still, Josh Allen. So I'm going to back the Bills, but we don't, I don't want to put them in our competition. I think it's too risky not knowing what Josh Allen we're going to get on, that, on Sunday. I totally agree with you. I don't even want to talk about this game. Let's move on to another game that is just disgusting. This is like make you throw up your lunch in your mouth. Disgusting. <laughs> Uh, honest to God, like you're telling me the Jets and the Colts at plus seven, the Jets are visiting Indianapolis and Phillip Rivers. What do we do here? So I got, I got this line at 10 and a half now with the Jets. And 
I don't even know how many bets I did. I did a lot with the Colts money line. I mean, it's going to definitely be in our survivor pool this week. It's a perfect week to just to use the Colts against the worst team in football. Um, normal year, not a quarantine. This is a trap. This is the time where you take the Jets after they've just been dominated two games in a row. You're betting on them to bounce back. But the Jets right now remind me of Miami Dolphins last year. The Dolphins, every week they're losing by like 40 points to start the year. They were just horrible until they kind of got healthy and clicked later in the season. So I'm big on fading the Jets here, but that's way too many points to back Phillip Rivers at minus 10 and a half. I'm cool with just staying away. Yeah, I want to stay away. You're right. It's a 10 and a half. I looked at the opening number. So it's already moved. Yeah. It's already moved three and a half points. Yeah, the Jets, the, the Jets are done right now. Uh, next game in the late, late game window, Panthers-Chargers. Uh, Chargers are, what do we see, six and a half, maybe a touchdown. Um, a ridiculous amount of money, 99% of the money coming, coming in on the Panthers. Matt Mitchell, are we going to walk into the hornet's nest on this one? I think so. I'm walking into a fucking hornet's nest, all right? Now be my companion. I need you to make me help them be jealous of me. 99% of the money coming in on the Panthers right now. They are seven-point dogs playing without Christian McCaffrey on the road at Los Angeles. Tell me why in the world would money be coming in on the Panthers here, Simon Hunter? That's shocking, that, that, that higher percentage. Because the public must not want to touch this game at all. So that's, that's just pure sharp money, it sounds like to me. Um, from their angle, I think Teddy Bridgewater at seven, that was a good number because – in no world are, are the Chargers blowing anyone out. They're, they're going to be an easy backdoor team. It feels like the whole year. We might have just saw them play the game of the year for them last week. Like, that was their Super Bowl. And you got the Panthers coming off a divisional blown-out loss. So, I'm with them. I back the Panthers here with the points. Um, I would definitely wait to see what QB starting. I feel, honestly, better when Taylor's starting than I do Herbert. So, I'd wait on that number if you're going to bet it. But you like the Panthers in that spot. I do. I think that it's after like a, a game they just had where it was close and they made a couple little mistakes where it made it turn into a blowout. They should have covered that number. I think you're getting good value here on the next the following the week after the Chargers should have won against the Chiefs uh, on this number. This this number should be three and a half, four. Are you saying we should put this in? Is that I'd what you're saying? The, I'd put the Panthers in for now. Yeah. You would, dude. I would. Oh, my God. The hornet's nest theory has worked out. We are going in with the Panthers. Man, we are going to come out of this with a ledger that looks like Panthers, Washington football team, and Giants. And we are going to have the worst, most uncomfortable Sunday of our lives. (laughs) By the way, uh, producer Matt Mitchell, producer extraordinaire, uh, looked up the uh, Cardinals' odds to win the NFC West, the Super Bowl, uh, and the NFC, and, Car- and Kyler's MVP odds. Kyler is 14-1 to one to, the, to win the MVP right now. So uh, That's still bad. great value. Still great value. The odds to win the NFC West, uh, about their plus, it looks like 350. They are 11-1 to one to win the NFC and 25-1 to one to win um, the Super Bowl. So if you like the cards to win the NFC West, you might as well bet Kyler to, to win MVP because if he wins, if he, they win the NFC West, he will have won the MVP. And um, you might as well bet him if you like him to win the NFC too. You might as well bet Kyler to win MVP because that's what's going to have to happen 
uh, in order for them to do that. 14 to one. That is an interesting little, little that is. And, narrative. Uh, another thing I like this week is if, if, you, if you like doing these weird bets with divisions, I really like San Fran to come in fourth. So what you could do this week is you can wait, let San Fran hopefully beat the Giants. They'll be two and one. And then you can take them to come in fourth in the division. You'll get good value on that because it is pretty good value right now because uh, they're all bunched up there. But early in the year, I really thought San Fran was going to be the fourth team in that division. We talked early in the year. I liked their under for wins and everything like that. And from what I've seen from the Rams, the Seahawks, and the Cardinals, these teams are all humming. The Cardinals, if you look at their upcoming schedule, they could be 6-0 and in a couple of weeks. So I think that's a good value, what you're talking about right now, taking Kyler 14-1. to Fourteen to one at DraftKings, by far the longest odds of anywhere Matt Mitchell looked. Fourteen to one at DraftKings. Okay, so let's move on from the Hornets' nest. Let's go to Cowboys traveling across the country, coming off the greatest onside kick in history. They are four and a half point dogs right now to the Seattle Seahawks. This feels like a blowout. Yeah. If, if it does, um, it also gives me pause where the Cowboys, like they showed, they're, they're going to keep fighting. They might be a good backdoor team. They, like I could see the Seahawks being up 11 or 12 at the end of the game and the Cowboys scoring, scoring with 30 seconds left to, to make it five. So makes me a little nervous. Um, I'm sure all the tickets, all the money are coming on the Seahawks as well. They're, that's going to be a big public bet this week. Um, Not yet. Stay- I mean, it's early. Look, it's only Tuesday afternoon. Um, right now, the money's coming in on the Cowboys. Wow. But so, it's still early. Like by Look, it's a 425 game on Sunday. By Sunday at 425, I'm sure the money will have the, – the, the tickets. I'm sorry. The tickets are coming in on Seattle. The money is coming in on the Cowboys. There you go. Right. Yeah. So that, that's, that makes more sense. Yep. 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 I made a mistake, Simon. <laughs> We're all human. Uh, apparently you are because you went two and three last week. Hey, yo. Oh, nerd that fucker. I think your burner account keeps coming at me on Twitter. Like, is that, is I, that who that is? That's, is yeah. that who you keep retweeting? I love yeah, how I just you like, like – Anytime they come at me, I just like their stuff. It's like, fade me then. I'm so terrible, fade me. Become a millionaire, fading me if I'm so bad. You are like looking into the maw of gambling Twitter and saying, screw you. I don't care. I've got a great life. I've already proven it. I have nothing yeah, it's fun. to show you. No, I like when they come at me because it's just like, yeah, I'm a phony. Fade me. Go against me. Let me know how that works out for you. So that's why I love it. I, I do too. I think it's great. I think it's totally great. Meanwhile, I made a mistake. We're going to move on. And we're, we're going to say, do we like the Seahawks in this spot? Or do we just want to fa- stay away? Because we're worried about sort of the Cowboys' ability to backdoor this thing. Yeah, let's stay away because I'm a little worried about the backdoor with this one. Well, now we've got our favorite team in football. Like – you know, the Arizona Cardinals are five and a half point favorites at home. The numbers moved up from three and a half. Not a surprise because you got the majority of the tickets coming in on uh, the Cardinals right now against the Detroit Lions, who are really looking like a train wreck. But there is no but. I actually don't know why we wouldn't back the Cardinals here. Yeah, we're playing with fire if we do it again. Um... I'm not totally against it because I can easily see Kyler covering that number against a really banged up Lions defense. And 
the sharps are coming in on this number. So I think it opened six and a half, seven. Now it's down to five and a half, even though a lot of the bets are on Cardinals. And I think they're doing, they're, they're banking on what I talked about earlier with the 0 and 2, 0 and 2, like 0 and 2 against the spread, 0 and 2 straight up. The lines are due here to cover a number. But I, I still think Vegas is overvaluing the lines as if they're still healthy. And we have a Cardinals team who is healthy. So I do think we're getting the best of the number here. I'd be cool with taking the Cardinals. I think I want to, like, I agree with you. We're playing with fire. We keep back in the Cardinals. We love this team. We do. But, but I don't know that Vegas is giving them any credit at all at this point. Just look at the, look at some of the Kyler Murray numbers. Like, 14 to 1 to be MVP. He is, like, completely on the runway to being MVP. And this defense is really good. Yeah, and he's a will breaker. Like, they'll have third down, long third and tens. And he, he breaks defense's wills by scrambling. Or just hitting Hopkins on a little in and out. So I do. I love the Cardinals. I mean, I, I know I, maybe I'm overlooking things here, the lines, but, like, I had this number at seven. So I do think we're getting good value here on, on the Cardinals. And, honestly, it might get lower before game time. Yeah, if the Sharps keep hitting this number, because I think they really think they have a read here because they're, they're thinking to themselves, well, this line was three just a couple of weeks ago. Now it's only up to six, five and a half. They go, I don't know if there should be that much of an adjustment. Where I don't think they're realizing how banged up the line's defense really is. All right. Meanwhile, we are getting down to like the quick here. We don't have that many games left. We've got three games left. And right now, right now our slate, Giants, uh, what are they, plus five and a half at home against a hobbled Niners team. Four and a half. Four and a half. Washington minus plus seven and a half um, going on the road against an overvalued Browns team. The Panthers without Christian McCaffrey as a touchdown going across the country to play the Chargers. Those are our three games so far that we like and we're agreeing on. Oh, <laughs> we also like the Pats minus five and a half against the Raiders. And, and the Bears. Right, what's that? The Bears, three and a half. We also like the Bears. I, I had a question mark with the Bears because, like, yeah. the Bears, like, didn't make it into our top four in the same way those other did. And we love the cards at minus five and a half. So, like, those are five games that we love. So let's see if either the Bears, we can convince ourselves of the Bears coming out of this, or Bucks at minus, uh, what is that, six on the road against uh, the Broncos getting all the money. Um, the Packers, 13 and a half. Whoa, no. <laughs> no. Uh, the Saints, minus three against the Packers at home. Wow. That's on, that's on Sunday night. Or the Ravens, minus three against the Chiefs on Monday night. Let's do ourselves a favor and just not bet that one. Like, let's just skip that. Yeah. And that's, that's crazy, that Green Bay movement, because that was four and a half I got on Sunday. So I got Green Bay four and a half against the Saints. And I think we're starting to hit a, hit a point here where not that we're overvaluing Aaron Rodgers, but he might have gone against two defenses that are just hurt, banged up, and young for the first two weeks where he's looked incredible. And he might not have Devontae Adams this upcoming week. So Drew Brees might be cooked, and it might be time for Winston to step in, and they, they need to go with a different look because – they can't win games if Drew Brees isn't throwing it over 10 to 15 yards. He, he needs to go downfield. He can't just chip away at these different teams. So I'll stay away from that one. Uh, you've lost the value on Green Bay at this point. And 
With the Broncos and Driscoll as their starting quarterback, it, it's making me nervous, but I told you early in the year, whatever the spread number is with the Broncos in September at home, I take it. So it's already 1-0 this year. Who knows how they covered against the Titans, but they did. They covered two and a half. So people can, people can come in. They can really lay in and bet on Tampa. I, I'm going to try to just play it smart, play it simple, and just go with the Broncos plus six. I'm watching uh, our live odds page right now at actionnetwork.com. You can download the Action Network app. Uh, the Packers just got hit. Um, that number just moved. So uh, you're right. Like people are coming in on Aaron Rodgers fast and furious. So then Simon, again, reminder to everybody, I uh, use the phrase that pays. Simon says, let's bounce back, rate and review the podcast. And we will uh, randomly choose the best one for a free Action Network hoodie. We will announce last week's winner at the end of the podcast. Um, before we get to that, I feel like I got five games I'm looking at right now, uh, most of which make me sick to my stomach. <laughs> and we're getting ugly this week, but I think ugly is going to win. The public had their week last week. All these money lines hit. Uh, these guys that do these $10 parlays where they just take every favorite's money line, they're cashing their tickets for whatever it is, 10 grand this week, because every favorite just won straight up. I think it's a good week to be with us and being on the Vegas side, back in the dog. So I, I like our positions on a lot of these games. All right. So I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it out loud again. We got the Giants and Danny Dimes about plus four and a half against if Nick the visiting- Mullins plays. Visiting hobbled Niners, we got the Washington football team, uh, plus, oh, I'm sorry, we got the Pats, minus five and a half so far, uh, against the visiting Las Vegas Raiders, the Washington football team, plus seven, maybe seven and a half if it gets there, against That's the Browns. That's what I'm hoping for, yeah. The Panthers, plus seven. Good God, are you kidding me? The Christian McCaffrey-less Panthers, plus seven. And then the cards minus five and a half. How much you want to bet we go three and two and the games we lose are the Pats and the cards? <laughs> we might end up switching out the Panthers. We'll see. Because I, I do love our pick with the Bears. I, we're going to keep waiting, see if we can get better value on that number. But I do love the Bears in this spot. Well, listen, everybody needs to uh, download the free, free, free Action Network app. Then go follow Simon Hunter. Because what happens is Simon and I usually text on Saturday and Sunday mornings. Sunday mornings. We will settle on our final five and I will put those picks into the app so everyone can follow. You can follow Simon Hunter. Simon Hunter started before week one with zero followers. Do you want to know how many followers you have in the app right now? Oh, wow. On the action app? Yep. Hit me with it. You have 1,600 followers in the action network app right now, which is pretty good. I mean, you started with zero. And so that's kind of amazing. Um, yeah, I'm really excited to disappoint all those people. That's fun. <laughs> Dude, it took you two weeks to turn so fucking bitter. Like, <laughs> man, man. I all love right. it. All right, here we go. Here we go. It's time for the phrase that pays. As a reminder, as a reminder, last week we asked fans to rate and review the podcast. Those who did and used the winning phrase, Simon says, let's go undefeated in their review, we're eligible to win a free Action Network hoodie. 
We had loads and loads of reviews, uh, almost as many as Simon has followers in the Action Network app. So thank you for that. In a second, uh, we will reveal the winner. But remember, we're doing another phrase that pays. I know I just said it, but we're doing it again. Go rate and review. Use the phrase, Simon says, let's bounce back. And we will randomly choose the winner to get a free Action Network hoodie. The winner, the winner for last week's phrase that pays is token battle simon says let's go five and oh simon says chad peaked at 14 and is now a nerd dad not funny you gotta print the shirts man you gotta get those shirts made that if, if we can get into the merch business off of me being a nerd dad and i can potentially profit from that that would be the most darren revel thing ever like <laughs> finding a way to profit off of internet hate but we love Mr. Token Battle. Token Battle, you've got to email Matt Mitchell. Matt.Mitchell at actionnetwork.com to receive your prize because you did not leave your contact info. So everyone else who wants to email Matt Mitchell, if they hate the podcast, you can do that too. If you love the podcast, if you just love Matt Mitchell for being available, all of that. A reminder, download the Action Network app to get the picks in real time as we make them on Sunday mornings. But until we get to that, until we get to that, a reminder, our picks, Giants plus four and a half against the Niners, Pats minus five and a half with the Raiders visiting, Washington seven and a half on the road against the Brownies, Panthers plus seven maybe uh, going against the Chargers, Cards minus five and a half. They're playing the Lions. The Lions. Until next time, this has been the favorites from the Action Network. Download Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Love you.